Hi, everyone. Dan Meller here from 48 Days Online Radio. You're listening to the Warren Buffett of podcasting. Cliff understands the wealth of podcasting and is without question the podcast answer man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, a podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. This, my friends, is episode number 499, and I am your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. And well, my friends, I am super excited to share with you what I've got going on today. This is going to be one of those episodes where I just want to tell you what I've been up to and what I've got going on. And just to give you an idea, I'm going to talk about some new equipment that I've purchased for my very own studio, not my audio podcasting studio, my video production studio, and... Not only that, but I want to share with you a couple of projects that I'm working on this month. I've got nine massive, major projects that I plan to accomplish between now and the end of June. I cannot share over half of them with you yet, but I will eventually, I promise. However, I will share with you the top four priorities or projects that I hope to complete by the end of this month, even though these are all other projects that are being added to my list of priorities during a current session of podcasting A to Z. So last week's episode was talking about how do I fit it all in? You know, this idea that I seem to have you know my health and fitness all in in line i happen to have time to go out and watch movies and see lots of tv shows i spend quality time with my family i get work done i get all of these things i go out for long 20 50 100 mile bike rides and and so much more and last week i dispelled the myth that i'm able to accomplish every single one of those things all of the time And I talked last week about seasons. And there are seasons where you drop the ball in some areas of life so that you can hyper-focus in other areas. And I am intentionally entering into a two-month season. Now, this is something that I know that I'm going to be doing. I know why I'm doing it, what I hope to accomplish during this period of time. And I know that after the end of June... I will be entering into another session of podcasting A to Z, but it'll be, even with podcasting A to Z going on and still with the requirements of of keeping up with consistent content such as the podcast episodes, the the podcast development newsletter, which by the way, you can find at podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter. If you are not getting it yet, you are missing some of my best advice, tips, tools, techniques, and strategies related to podcasting. Every week I give you away something free And it's my most valuable stuff. Go check it out, podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter if you're not already on there. But anyway, in spite of the fact that in July, I'll be doing podcasting A to Z, I will be keeping up with the content. I will, you know, podcast newsletter, podcast episodes, and keeping up with emails and all the things I normally do in my business. That's going to be totally laid back for me. I'll have more time for television shows. I will have more time for movies. I'll have more time for all kinds of other crazy stuff that I love to do in my life. But I can tell you right now, I'm getting ready to to go into 
uh, I, I don't even, no, I'm not even going to call it a hustle mode because I don't like hustle mode. I don't, I don't like what I see being portrayed out there or even um, prescribed by some other folks out there, this idea that you always hustle, hustle, hustle. But I am going to go into a mode where I'm intentionally allowing my life to be a little bit less balanced and, and the one area that's going to take the dip the the most actually there are two areas one area is recreation so recreation is going to be dropped down to bare minimum by the way not getting rid of all recreation i probably will still see some movies on the weekends and i may to unwind at least one or two and maybe even three nights a week during the next 60 days i may decide to take in a television episode or two with my family but my recreation is being taken down all the way to the absolute bare minimum for the next two months. And not only that, but my margin, just overall margin in life is intentionally going to be reduced, not eliminated, but reduced to a minimum viable product as far as me to have, you know, to, to not burn out. I, I am going to avoid burnout but I am going to push myself probably to just before the limits and, and symptoms of burnout for the next 60 days. Well, at least uh, it, we're already five days into May. So all through May and June. But but I have some good things that I'm going to be working on. And it's going to be worth it. And, and it's going to propel my business forward. And, and then after that, I'll go back to what life has been like, which is, you know, pretty pleasant and very, very much uh, filled with lots of margin and and the flexibility to to, you know, be flexible with my schedule, but not so much these next two months. Now, with that being said, where do I begin? I know that I told you I was going to talk about my equipment. I let me just first start by talking about the fact that I, I'm actually broadcasting to you guys live, or not live, I'm not even broadcasting, I'm podcasting to you, recording, pre-recording without any live audience here in the Next Level studio. Now, some of you may be relatively new to following me, but many of you have been following me for many years, and you already know this. But for those of you who are relatively new, I am broadcast or podcasting from my Next Level studio. By the way, the reason why I'm I'm tripping over the word broadcasting because I've been doing a lot of uh, Facebook Live. I have been broadcasting live to a live audience a lot on Facebook. We'll get into that. But no, I'm sitting here podcasting, pre-recording this for you guys from my Next Level Studio. And the Next Level Studio is the name of the studio space that is my office and more. And when I first started podcasting, my wife and I, our family, we lived in a very small home. Uh, you know, we were very blessed in, to, to live in that home for, I think we lived in it, well, it doesn't matter. I think it was like, might have been eight years, 10 years, I don't know. But anyway, we lived in a home that we were very pleasantly happy with. When we moved in, we had two children. They were very young and it's small bedrooms, everything like that. Then we had a third child and and I ended up starting a business and running all of that out of my home. And let's just say things got a little bit crowded in the old home that we were in. And, you know, we we basically outgrew it. I mean, I know 
it's all about perspective and standards. And I've been to enough places like the Bahamas and Barbados and 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 a lot of other areas where whole families live in something that would be akin to the master bedroom of our own old home. What I consider to be small would be a rather large and uh, a palatious home to to other people. So I know it's all about perspective. But with that being said, given the environment that I desired for my business, my life, my family, things were getting crowded for our standard of living. And whatever you may or may not think about that, that's just how we felt. And so we had this desire, this this big dream to to move into a larger home. And we end up, ended up finding a home that uh, had a model home that had everything that we had hoped for. And it was a it was a mixture between a, a builder that builds homes by you know their designs, but they are somewhat custom in that you could custom do anything you want. You could actually completely rearrange everything if you wanted to. But um, we found this model home. And and the the basement in it was not all the way finished, and I said, "Wow, this would be incredible if we could do this." And the idea is that our family would have this a massive um, living area where things are no longer crowded. Um, it it it's, it would be a, a wonderful home and environment for entertaining folks. And the the biggest part of what my vision was personally was the next level studio space. So the lower level of the home, you could call it a basement, but if you ever come here, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, you if you ever come here, it it's not like a basement at all. It's literally like walking into somebody's office. It is it, it is a walkout basement, and we built on a bonus room off of the back of the house, which is a... I think it's a 12 foot by 14 foot addition onto it and and it's got massive windows if I had to guess the windows are about five foot high by and I'm guessing maybe six foot width and there are three of them on each of the three walls that that you can look out so it, 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 when you come into this space it it is not it, it does not look like a basement um, now not only that but this lower level of our home, is the same square footage of the entire living space of our old home. And I'm not saying all this to brag, but what I'm saying is that when we built this home, we built it with the intention of doing some things. One is that I wanted a an, a home office slash studio recording space that would allow me to do all of my podcasting, my uh, online coaching and consulting, my online course you know, classes and everything like that, far enough away from all of the other living activities, daily living activities that are going on anywhere else in the house that I would not be distracting them, nor would they be distracting me while working. And that's what I have built and have been able to participate in. It's incredible. Now, my studio, the next level studio, is actually L-shaped. So I... I'm sitting right now in my, what I will call my studio, all right, my studio slash office, and it is the 14 foot by 12 foot uh, bonus room, if you will, but it's, but the wall that, there is no wall that separates this and a big open area, which, which I'll talk about in just a moment, but this area where my desk is set up is, 
It's very spacious. It allows me to do all the things I want to do for audio recording. And then there is a really large open area, very large open area. And when I built and designed this space, this open area that's off uh, to the right of my desk as I sit at my desk, this open area, when I built it, I envisioned it being a training facility where I would host live events here in the next level studio. So the idea is that, I, I matter of fact, when I moved in, I bought training tables, like, uh, you know, these tables that you can pull up. I bought fancy uh, tablecloths to go over them. I bought chairs, enough chairs for everybody who would come to my live events. Literally, I bought everything I need for me to host live events. I have a massive whiteboard that I could use if we're doing live events and we want to jot things down on whiteboard. I've got a a massive television. It's a 60-inch LG HD 3D TV that I can put up there in the front of the room. It's on a rolling TV cart. I mean, I built this, this open area that's not my office, but it's just this open area for a training facility because I knew I wanted to host live events. Now, the thing is, though, about, I don't know, gosh, it could have even been a year ago now, but it's certainly at least six, eight, nine months ago, I invited my friend Tim Schmoyer to come over and I said, hey, I want to set up a video studio. I want to start doing a lot of uh, Facebook Live. I want to do a lot more video production stuff. I'm not abandoning the world of audio podcasting, but I I do want to create some tutorials over here. I want to do some live streams. And so he came over and he helped me set it up. And I I thought it might, you know, I might be able to pull this off in a little corner because in this big, huge space, I got this one little indent where I thought that maybe I could just put a little desk there, put some lights shining on it. And by golly, um, that's all I need. Well, I didn't realize the camera and the lights had to be so far back from where the actual set is. And you actually needed, uh, you needed space between where uh, the wall behind you is and where you stand so that there's some diffused light and there all this other stuff. And you also needed to have a light behind you which pushed you even further out. And when it was all said and done, this huge training space in my studio ended up like 75, 80% of all of that area that I, I wanted to use for my live events ended up being taken up by the video studio. The, all the stuff. I mean, it, it, it literally, for that video set, it took up all of that space. And I did not like that at all. And so for that reason, I, you know, I, I had it set up. I, I bought a bunch of stuff to make it all work. And I just never used it. And then I look at it and I'm like, man, that is... I, and the idea is like, well, okay, I could take it down and and break it all down and and host live events and then put it all back afterwards and the, the just the thought of all of that just drew drove me crazy i'm like no and and besides that i mean would i be able to get everything set up exactly the way tim did it because he he's a professional at video production and all this other stuff and so i had, i'm like i don't know i'm i'm not too crazy about what this is all meaning to this and and it kind of helped it, it caused me to put off my live event desires and plans even further than I had already done so. But recently, 
I've been doing a lot more live streaming. And even though I had this fancy video set over in my open training space or no longer open training space, but I had this video set over there, I wasn't using it. But instead, I was just putting my cam- my iPhone on a tripod and, and just doing live streams. And then I was using my webcams. And, and I said, you know what? I really like the idea and the feel of creating video right here from my desk with my with my normal setup, my my normal envi- recording environment, my podcasting environment, my working environment. I like it being the set rather than this fake set over there that's trying to be fancier than what I need it to be. And so I, I started doing all of this stuff. And then I started seeing people, uh, my friend Michael Hyatt, he built recently an entire video studio, multiple camera angles, the ability to do all sorts of nice and awesome things. And I'm like, oh, that that's nice. I have some of that, but not necessarily all of that in my own studio. I, I would like to be able to do some of those things. But again, I really don't like the fact that it's taking up all of my training area over there. I really want to do these live events. I have a heart for helping people in person. And I have some dreams and desires for big events in the future. So I decided, "Ah, okay, I'll just put that off. And then my friends were out there playing around with this software, and I came across Ecamm Live because of Leslie Samuel, good friend of mine, becomeablogger.com. He's also in my mastermind group. And it's a $39 piece of software from Ecamm. It's a Mac only, unfortunately, for those of you who are not Mac users. But anyway, this software, really inexpensive. It allows you to hook up multiple webcams, to your computer, you can do multi multiple angles. So even if you only had those Logitech webcams, you know, the C910s, well, actually they don't have that one anymore, but the C920s, they're less than 100 bucks a piece, I believe. You could set all of those up. You could do multiple camera angles. You could, sh- you could share your computer screen. You could do um, transparent lower third overlays, text overlays, all kind. even play videos live into your stuff. And all of this on Facebook with just this software. And so I started playing around with that and I and I really got to liking it. And then I'm like, okay, these Logitech cameras don't look so bad. But the thing is, is I have some really nice high-end video cameras. I have, I have three of them. One is a Canon Vixia HFG10. I have a Canon Vixia HFG30. And I have a Canon Vixia HFG40. And I'm like, man, why can't I just use one of these and turn it into a webcam and stuff like that? And I used to use this Blackmagic Intensity Extreme Thunderbolt thing that allowed me to take HDMI and put it into my into my computer. Uh, and the thing is, is it takes a bit of configuring. You got to find the right software. You got to install these control panels into your system preferences panes, and then you go in and you configure it. And you have to make sure every frame rate is exactly. I mean, if you get one setting off, it gives you no video at all. And not to mention the fact that there's sometimes issues with uh, lip sync and and other stuff. And I just was not happy with that setup, which is one of the reasons why I didn't use that stand-up setup over there as much as I had originally thought I would. So I'm like, what do I do? And then all of a sudden, I'm watching Mac Break Weekly, uh, one of my favorite podcasts on the Twit Network, Leo Laporte and company. And it was Alex Lindsay. He talked about this um, this device called the Black Magic Web Presenter. 
And the idea of the Blackmagic web presenter is you can bring in any HDMI source into this little box and it converts it into um, a USB webcam. And literally, it, it tricks your computer into thinking that whatever this HDMI source is, is a USB 2.0 webcam. So if you have, if you have a computer that, where you can plug in a Logitech C920 webcam and you can plug it in, you probably know that you need no video drivers, all right? You need no drivers whatsoever to make that webcam work. Probably even on Windows, I assume that's the case as well. I mean, it's like you plug these in, modern operating systems, know what a USB webcam is, and boom, it works. No configuration required. Well, the awesome thing about the Blackmagic Web Presenter is that it allows you to do this with an HDMI source. So I was able to get this device, and by the way, it's about 500 bucks. I do have affiliate links for all of these, and so if you're interested, I would love to give you those affiliate links. Let me see if I can pull them up here so that I can give it to you. Uh, by the way, the Blackmagic web presenter is podcastanswerman.com slash web presenter, all one word. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash web presenter. So that's the first piece of equipment that I purchased for my desk area, and I hooked up one of my Canon HF G, actually I hooked up my Canon HF G40 camera and wow, all of a sudden I hooked that into wet to my, my, um, Ecamm live software and I'm broadcasting on Facebook and it looks amazing. There is a, it is not a small difference. I mean, it is a massive difference between the Logitech webcam and my Canon Vixia HF G40 any of these, the, 10, the G10, the G30, the G40, it doesn't matter. All three of them will blow a Logitech C920 out of the water. So just having this uh, podcastanswerman.com slash web presenter, the Blackmagic web presenter box, it already massively increased the production value of my Facebook live streams. Now the thing is, is I found myself doing some Facebook live streams and then I, w- I wanted to share them. As a matter of fact, I did one where I can't remember what the topic was. Oh, I did a, an over-the-shoulder, a behind-the-scenes look at me doing a deep-dive edit on one of my podcasts. You know, many times, by the way, this podcast episode here is getting zero editing, all right? So there will be no editing at all. I will only open this up in Adobe Audition. I'll run my multi-band processor, my secret sauce in Adobe Audition, and then I'll save it right out to an MP3 file. Boom, done, no editing. But every now and then I do what's called a deep dive edit. And when I do, it's pretty significant and takes some time, but I share how I do it and what I edit out and what I don't edit out and why I did all of that on a Facebook live stream. And I thought afterwards, it's like, well, this would be great uh, for my newsletter. And by the way, it's also on my on my blog. So if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash blog, I am going to look real quick. It It's actually published on April 11th, 2017. And the title is What a Deep Dive Editing Session Looks Like. So if you want to, when you ha- when you're when you have a chance, go over to podcastanswerman.com slash blog depending on when you listen to this, it's currently the most recent blog post. But if you want to, you can actually 
Go all the way until you find April 11, 2017. You'll see this, what a deep dive editing session looks like. And it's a it's a blog post. And then what you'll see are two video embeds from Facebook Live. And they are pretty nice. The thing is, though, um, the Blackmagic web presenter takes my 1080p camera or HDMI source and it does it does compress it down to 720p, but it's still high definition. It still looks amazing, but one thing I know is that Facebook, they do some terrible compression on audio, so the audio just does not sound the way I would want it to sound, and for that reason, I wasn't super crazy about it, and also, I'm embedding Facebook videos, and so what if I wanted to put that on my YouTube channel? And I did want to put it on my YouTube channel. Well, what I would have to do is I I would go in and I would take what Facebook recorded and I would find a plugin. I'm seeing if I can find the name of this plugin. Uh, It's called Flash Video Downloader. It's a Chrome extension. By the way, I give no warranty on Chrome extensions. I'm just telling you, uh, if I, I went into the Chrome store and I said, how can I download Facebook videos? And I found the Flash Video Downloader. Uh, I know, and by the way, or I could just log in, and if it's my video, I can go, that, that, but the Flash video downloader lets me download other people's uh, Facebook videos, but anyway, I, I, I can go into Facebook, and I can choose to embed from the actual video recording or playback, but I can also download, but it downloads, and it, and it's not the best, it, it's just not the quality that I want, it's excellent, but it's not my standard of excellence. So I wanted better. I wanted more. And of course, you know, do I do some kind of screen capture of what what you know what ecam is or ecam video is setting up? Ecam currently does not have the ability to record what they're sending to Facebook locally, although I do happen to know that they're working on that. But um, so you know, I, I was happy with what I had to a certain extent, but I wanted more. And so I also wanted the ability to share my screen. Um, and, and right now, with the Ecamm Live software, it'll allow me to share my main desktop, but it doesn't allow me to choose a different attached monitor. So I have a different monitor that I used to actually share uh, with, let's just say, ScreenFlow or GoToWebinar or whatever. I would share my secondary monitor, which is automatically set to 720p resolution. And as a result of that, it's easier for people who are watching on smaller screens to see what I'm demonstrating. Now, I have a 5K display on my iMac. So if I'm actually sharing a 5K resolution display on Ecamm and somebody's watching it on their iPhone, the chances of them being able to read something that I'm showing them, let's say on a back end of WordPress or something like that, eh, it's not happening. So I I wanted to be able to to share my external monitors and I started thinking about how to do that and and ways with you know and and I'm like you know what finally I think I think I'm going to invest in a video switcher. And so I started researching and I and by the way I did a ton of research on video switchers and I found one that I became convinced was the one for me and and I watched hours of video reviews and people showing off how to use it and all this stuff and I ended up ultimately deciding to get the Roland V1 HD. Roland V1 HD. It is a hardware video switcher and by the way 
um, affiliate link here, podcastanswerman.com slash Roland video. Podcastanswerman.com slash Roland video. And this device, what this is, it's an HDMI switcher. And it allows you to bring in up to four HDMI sources. And it allows you to take all of that and then put output it to one. Now, originally, I thought I was just going to get uh, one of those relatively inexpensive, like $70, $80 HDMI switchers that you would get for your TV. So you could, you know, instead of having to use your remote or whatever system on your TV to switch between HDMIs, you could get a device that allows you to switch them. The only thing is, I I didn't want to just have that little clicking and, and that delay between the switching that you would normally get with one of those switches. I wanted professional, um, either immediate jump cuts or I wanted you know a, a, a one-second fade-in between the different angles or the different desktop or whatever. So that's why I went with a video switcher, and it allows me to do all this stuff. And I got this thing it allow it allows me to do split screens i can do all sorts of things like bring in a somebody on skype and i could do side by side me and them i can move them to the left or right center them i can move me to the left or it, it's just an incredible thing i'm not going to go into all the things i can do with it but i bought this video switcher that now allows me to also bring in i i actually have um one of the hdmi sources is an external monitor so i actually have an uh, a you know how you can plug in a uh, mini, uh, what is that called? A display port into the back of your Mac and you can get a display po- mini display port to HDMI and then I run that into the uh, Roland board and it allows me, It basically the Roland is an ex- external monitor on my computer at 720p. So I have this thing set up currently where camera one is my uh, one of my Canon high-end cameras. Camera two is my high-end cam, uh, Canon camera. Hi, uh, hi, camera three is also a camera, a third camera angle. And camera four on here, or HDMI source four, is my desktop coming in from my uh, computer, my main computer, which allows me to share that out. And then the output of this Roland video switcher it all goes out to the Blackmagic web presenter, which allows it to uh, do Facebook Live. And and Facebook Live gets all of that. So I was able to now be able to do multiple camera angles, multiple high-quality, super-amazing HD uh, video camera angles, and 720p, and sending still all of that to uh, Wirecast. And as far as Wirecast is concerned, Wirecast is just like, (laughs) it's like, okay, you've got one webcam attached, but I'm doing all of the switching with the Roland V1 HD, which by the way, has a louder fan than I anticipated. And because of that, I actually am hiding this beautiful box with all of these gorgeous buttons. I'm hiding it under my desk so that it doesn't actually have too much fan noise when I'm recording video productions. And the good news is that it has a remote app. You could do a remote app on your desktop if you desire. I do not. I actually have several iPad minis in our home. So I have an iPad mini that I devoted solely to being a, you know, to being the control device for the Roland V1 HD. So I'm able to control it right here from my desk. 
It's incredibly awesome. I love it. And if not, well, I'm going to go a little bit more geeky. Remember I told you originally I thought I was going to get one of those uh, HDMI switchers, one of the relatively inexpensive ones. Well, I went ahead and got a four input HDMI switcher. This is not a professional video switcher like the Roland. By the way, did I give you the affiliate link for the Roland yet? It's podcastanswerman.com slash Roland video. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash Roland video is the affiliate link for this video switcher that I've just told you about. I'm not going to give you the affiliate link for the HDMI switcher. I don't even know which one it is, but I just went on Amazon, got the highest rated four input HDMI switcher that you would normally buy for your television, allowing you to select between, let's just say, your gaming system, your Blu-ray player, your Dish network, and your Roku device or whatever, and it has a little remote control or whatever, so I'm able to switch it, and what I did is I unplugged camera three from the Roland input, uh, input number three, and I plugged in the, into input number three on my Roland video switcher. Input number three is coming from this HDMI switcher that I just bought, like the TV switcher. And that allow and then going into that, I have a I have camera three. So that's default. You know, n- normally the switcher is always set to camera three, which brings camera three into port number three on my Roland video switcher. And, but I'm able to switch that um, HDMI switcher. So anytime I'm on port three on the Roland video switcher, I hope this isn't all too geeky for you to follow, but trust me, I know it makes sense for a lot, for those of you who care, it makes a lot of sense, I'm sure. But um, I also have it set up so that port number two on the the cheaper switcher, um, it allows me to bring in um, HDMI off of a laptop that is a separate laptop just in case I want to run Keynote as a display in my live broadcast but I don't want Keynote to take up my main computer and all of the monitors all of the monitors on my main computer so if any of you have ever used Keynote and you have two or you know one or two monitors in addition to your main monitor you know that Keynote basically takes over everything so I don't want that when I'm doing Keynote. So that's why I have a little MacBook Air and I have HDMI coming out. So um, I, I can switch to that. And then I also bought a Lightning to HD, HDMI adapter so that I can actually even share my iPad or even iPhone to do, uh, I can share the screen on my iPad or iPhone live on Facebook or in tutorials that I'll record. So um and by the way, all, the iPad, the MacBook Air, and Camera 3, all of those are going into this little mini switcher for that you would normally have for your TV. And that is that output is going into the input of the Roland Channel 3 on the very high-end video switcher. And, and it allows me to now, I've actually got a total of, let's see, three, I've got a total of six sources that I could bring into my video productions. And I actually still have room on that HDMI switcher for one more HDMI input if I could think of something to to bring into it. I'm sure I probably will at some point. But now what I'm able to do is incredible. But there is one other piece of equipment that I purchased. Now, many of you who have been following me, any especially those of you who have bought my equipment package, you know that I do not like recording to software. 
and I've been recording video tutorials for years and I've been using software and it's called ScreenFlow. And ScreenFlow is amazing for $99. It's absolutely amazing what you can do for creating video tutorials. And the thing is though, it's still software. And over the years, by the way, I've created probably over 100 hours worth of, of two to, you know video tutorial screen capture video productions well over 100 hours of them and it's worked really well and I would say it works about 98% of the time but there's about 2% of the time where something goes a little wonky um, and usually it has something to do with the audio Luckily, I always record audio into my digital audio recorder as a backup, and I've been able to drag and drop that audio into ScreenFlow and edit it in and mute the audio that was destroyed by ScreenFlow. But anyway, still, I'm not a huge fan of recording into software. And so for that reason, in my equipment package, you know I use a digital audio recorder, something that is a standalone device that this thing, its main and sole purpose is to record digital audio and nothing else. It's not designed to run any other software. It's literally a single use, it's a single purpose device. Well, as I was doing some research for all of these different things, I was looking, you know, okay, how can I actually take what I'm producing on Facebook Live and record it locally as well, how can I take what I'm doing and, and broadcasting out to my go-to webinar sessions, like for my weekly group coaching calls, but record it locally? And so I came across this device by a company called Data Video, I, and it's all one word. This company is Data Video, but anyway, they created this thing called the HDR1. It is a USB digital audio or no digital video recorder. And it is incredible. It is a single purpose device. This thing has no other purpose than to take whatever HDMI input you put into it and record that video and audio coming into it, all right? And, and it's just recording the video and audio that is coming in to the HDMI input. So, and here's the big thing, and this was what this is the kicker for me. It records it directly into H.264 format. The reason why that's a kicker for me is because I want to be able to record things into this device and do zero video editing whatsoever. I want to be able to hit record and record a full-on, you know, 25-minute tutorial, multiple camera angles, switching over and doing picture-in-picture, split-screen. I want to be able to show myself drawing diagrams on my iPad. I want to be able to do all of this stuff, switching it live. And, and just having it look super ultra amazingly professional. And then I want to be able to hit stop on the button and I don't want to have to do anything except for take the USB thumb drive that comes with this device, ex, you know, eject that out of the, the HDR1 recorder and then plug that, H, that USB 3.0 thumb drive into my uh, computer, drag and drop the video that I just recorded and upload it straight to YouTube, straight to Kajabi, uh, or straight to Vimeo, or wherever I want to share that thing, it is an H.264 already, it's it's incredible, <laughs> that's all. So technically speaking, what I have is, I told you I've got all of these sources of HDMI all going into the Roland video switcher, right? And then I have the output, the HDMI output of that 
going directly into this HDR1 digital video recorder. And it has a pass-through so that HDMI, whatever comes in also goes out of that unit. And then I send it from the, the audio video, from the HDMI output of the digital video recorder into the Blackmagic web presenter, which then takes it all and puts it into Ecamm and allows me to do Facebook Live. So now I could be broadcasting on Facebook Live. I could be broadcasting for all of this high-end mixing and, and fading and multiple cameras and desktops and iPads and everything else. I can do all of that and put it into GoToWebinar, GoToMeeting, Zoom, Skype one-on-one sessions, all of that, but I could also be recording it high 1080p, high quality, super amazing audio, and it's all perfect. It's it's a dream come true. And that, my friends, is what I've been working on. And then I was doing this the other day. One of my camera number three, I like the fact that it's got a super long, I mean massively long HDMI cable on it. And so I can actually, you know, use it as a hand cam and show, you know, things that I can, you know, give people a tour through my studio space or whatever. I, I can bring it over and stuff. The only thing is, though, is I was trying to do everything using my high LPR 40. And I decided, you know, wait a second. What if instead of doing that, um, I use my wireless lav? Because I have a Sony UWP wireless lav system. And I'm going to turn it on right now. And, of course, there's a massive audio quality difference. But uh, that's to be expected when you go lav. But I'm going to go ahead and unmute my lav. And I'm going to mute my Heil. So I've just now switched over to my wireless lav. And, And you can tell there's a difference in... In audio quality, but what I'm able to do now is I don't have to stay behind my microphone. So I have these three different camera angles and I can look straight at camera one, which camera one with my high mic is no problem at all. But if I want to look at camera two, my, my my mic arm is 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 awesome, but it's not gonna reach that far out. And if I wanna do camera three, which is behind me, I'm like completely away from my high microphone, but I'm able to still talk because I have the wireless lab. I got the little lapel microphone on and everything's great. And uh, so let me just switch back over to my high here and, and I'm gonna mute the uh, wireless lab and I'm gonna turn it off so I don't run the batteries down because I got a weekly group coaching call coming up in only 30 minutes from now. Can you believe I'm doing all of this and in 30 minutes I'm gonna be live with my students? That's okay. I've done so many weekly group coaching calls. I know it's going to work fine. I've been testing all of the video stuff that I'm going to be sharing with them today. They're going to be blown away. It's going to be awesome. So anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, so I was, I was demonstrating this with my friend, Mark Mason. He's like, Cliff, and I want, and I was actually walking around over there, but my, my headphones, you know, the, I use the Sony MDR 7506 headphones and it's got a nice long cable and it's coiled and stuff like that. But I, I wanted to go even further, right? And I had a wireless lav, but I was still wired or tethered uh, with a wire to my desk because of my headphones. He says, why don't you do wireless headphones? And so I started investigating IEMs. Oh, by the way, I didn't give you the um, affiliate link for the data, the digital video recorder. It's podcastanswerman.com slash video recorder. I'm going to put all of these uh, links in the show notes over at podcastanswerman.com slash 499. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash 499. We'll have all of these links. And yes, just so you know, 
full disclosure, they are affiliate links. So if you actually purchase any of these items, I will get a an affiliate commission by do, by you purchasing through my links. But anyway, so I, I, I was doing this and I started researching IEMs, which is in-ear monitors. And I found a few different options. I, I went on Amazon and I thought initially, it's like, okay, I don't need big, huge, long distances. And so I purchased one on Amazon that was very, fairly inexpensive. It, it's from a company called Audio, Audio 2000 and it was an AWM 6304U. <laughs> anyway, it was only 166 bucks. Wireless, it basically, it's a, it's got a transmitter that you plug into the wall, and then it transmits via UHF signal, just like my Sony UWP does, my wireless lav, and um, you plug in a pair of earbuds, but these earbuds are not regular earbuds, they're in-ear monitors, so they go kind of into your ear, and they go, the wire, memory wire goes over your ear, and you almost can't even see it. When you're doing video production, you almost can't even see this at all. Well, I got that device in and plugged it all in, set it all up. And even though I'm literally like, I just want to be a few feet away from my desk, it it had static. I mean, it was like every now and then I'm like, okay, no, I cannot handle that. I know that that's not going into the recording. I know that, but it's going to distract me. I cannot handle static. And so what I did is I said, okay, I'll tell you what, I know that my Sony UWP is made for a wireless lav, and go, but it, I know it can go in the other direction. So I took the in-ear monitor, the, the earbuds, and I plugged it into my Sony UWT, UWP system and I reversed it so that it's actually sending headphones information to, to the, anyway, I, I, I set it up. And I tested it, and it's like, there's no static. And I'm like, okay, so all I need to do is get a higher quality uh, transmitter and, and receiver. Um, and I don't know that I want to go the whole Sony route right now. Uh, I love it for my wireless lab, but I don't want to buy a wireless lab just for in-ear monitors. So I, yes, two days ago, I purchased a different set. It's $799. Oh, my gosh. I do not have an affiliate link for this, uh, but I will set it up. I'm going to write this down. So I, I do have one for you. It is going to be podcastanswerman.com slash I-E-M. Podcastanswerman.com slash I-E-M. And it is the Shure PSM300 wireless stereo personal monitor system. Now, I'm sure there are less expensive ones out there that actually would work just as well. Definitely, I, I sent back and got a refund uh, on the the Audio 2000 one. That, that thing was trash. But um, I know that the Shure is going to be great. I, I'll, I'll be able to confirm that after it comes later today, if it's not out there on, on my front porch now from UPS dropping it off. But anyway, I, I'm certain that it's going to be at least at the same quality as my, as my Sony system. Uh, when it comes to this stuff, it's typically you get what you pay for. And when you pay 800 bucks for a device like this, it, it, you can usually expect it to work extremely well. And, and so I have no doubt that it will. Anyway, so now when that comes, I'll be able to hook that up. And when I'm doing video productions, I'll have in-ear monitors that are wireless. I'll have my lapel mic that's wireless and, and stuff like that. Now, I, by the way, I've been playing around with the in-ear monitors and I do not like the way that it sounds and, and feels because it does isolation. It goes into your ears and it blocks all the outside and, 
and you you get the vibration of your voice. I have a very bassy voice, so there's a, even more vibration, and, and it just feel it sounds weird, but I, I'm getting used to it. And the interesting thing is, it, it looks amazing on video, and it completely frees me. I'm no longer tethered, no wires while I'm doing video production, and and I do not anticipate that I'll use IMs or in-ear monitors while recording a podcast. I really prefer my Sony. MDR 7506 headphones while I'm recording this podcast because it really gives me that sound of my voice and even the audio clips that I might play in the show that I really desire to hear. And uh, But who knows? Maybe maybe the Shure, the $700 IEM, maybe maybe when I put those in my ears, they'll be even more comfortable and maybe the audio quality will just absolutely blow me out of the water. I don't know if if I don't, if I don't remember to bring it up next week's in next week's episode, giving you an update on how that worked out. Remind me by posting a comment in episode 500, and and then I'll make sure that in episode 501 I, I give you an update. But I'll try to remember to give you an update on the IEM or the in-ear monitor from Sure once once I've had some time to play with it. But anyway, my friends, that is what I've been playing with. And it, by the way, if you're not subscribed to my newsletter, uh, you should, podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter. You'll start to see some uh, video productions coming through the podcast newsletter uh, uh, starting in right, right, probably right around week 22 to 25. Because uh, can you believe this? I've been doing this for the newsletter. has got 21 weeks worth of content so far. Incredible. I'm, I'm so excited. People are loving it. Again, podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter. Also, I don't publish everything to my YouTube channel, but some things I publish publicly to my YouTube channel as well. Uh, And if I look right now here on Friday, May 5th, as I'm recording this, if I look at my videos that are currently public, um, there's a video called Just One Example of How I Serve My Podcasting A to Z Students. That is clearly using this new setup, with with the exception of the in-ear monitors. I did not use the in-ear monitors during that, but if you want to see an example of this new video setup and, and the camera angles and all of that stuff, go to, pod, go to youtube.com slash Cliff EOTC. That stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Content. And... Um, or I think you can go to youtube.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft as well. Let me try that. I haven't tried that in a while. Cliff Ravenscraft... I think both of those will take you to my YouTube channel. Yeah. So you can go to youtube.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. And again, you're looking for the video that was published uh, May, I think it was probably May 3rd um, of 2017. And it's titled Just One Example of How I Serve My Podcasting A to Z Students. And that is the first video in my YouTube channel that's public that demonstrates this brand new setup. There's some other ones that look amazing before that, but they're not quite up to what I've learned in the last couple days. So you can check that out. And of course, anything that's newer is going to be amazing moving forward. My And by the way, this, is, this isn't all for Facebook Live, although I'll be doing a lot more Facebook Lives. This, again, is also for my weekly group coaching calls for my podcasting A to Z students. But more than anything, it's for my digital tutorials. It is, for, yeah. So that's that's the video stuff. I'm done talking about that. Let me just tell you real quickly about the the four things I can share from with you on my project list. Number one on my list of priorities, I am setting up a brand new product offering called 
spend the day with Cliff. All right, now I do not have my expert copywriting, marketing language all set up with you, but I'm just gonna break it down and give you simple information, insight, and tell you that for $7,500, you can fly to Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. The airport's 15 minutes away from my house. I'll come pick you up. Uh, I would encourage you to fly in the night before, stay in a hotel room that's right next to the airport. I'll pick you up, take you to your hotel room. You can relax that night. The very next morning, I'll come pick you up at the hotel. We'll have breakfast. And then, literally, you come into my home, the house that podcasting built, the next level studio down here that I've been talking about in the beginning of this thing. You can spend the entire day with me. I will I will free up my schedule to, for you and you alone. It's one-on-one, just me and you. You can have that day be about anything you want. It, whether you want to actually have me show you all of my gear, my production workflow, if you want me to show you the how I operate different areas and aspects of my business, if you want to talk about anything, whatever it is that you desire to have out of a day spent with me, that's what you get. It's $7,500, and I would encourage you, if you're interested, send me an email, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. I will eventually have everything set up to where I can send you to a page where you can fill out a questionnaire so that I get a chance to find out what it is that you're looking for and what you want that day to be. I plan on jumping on Skype for 30 minutes to 45 minutes to have a one-on-one talking about that, making sure that we both, number one, that you you feel like what you're gonna get is is valuable, that, that this is something that is a worthy investment for you. And also, judging upon what it is you've told me you want, am I gonna be able to provide that value? Do I feel comfortable that I can give you what you're looking for? So I wanna make sure, that. and by the way, I know this isn't for everyone, $7,500 is not for everyone, but I can assure you, for those of you who are like, your jaw has dropped, I can assure you that there are people in my community that are jumping at at the opportunity to spend an entire day here in my studio. In fact, I have a one-on-one coaching client from Sweden. He's like, dude, I'm in. Uh, so he's gonna fly from Sweden to Northern Kentucky to spend a day with me for $7,500. So if you're interested in a day with Cliff, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm already available to start setting that up, even though I don't have the workflow yet for the questionnaire and stuff like that. So if you were to email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com with the subject line, spend the day with Cliff, uh, and tell me that you want to talk about uh, setting one of these up, I'll just schedule a Skype uh, one-on-one with you. We'll talk talk it over and we'll get it on the calendar. We'll make it happen. So cliff at podcastanswerman.com and uh, email me if you want that. The next thing I wanna tell you is that I have already, now that my, my old studio space over there, the, the video studio that took up all of my training facility that I told you about, it's completely broken down. All of my camera angles are right here, sitting at my desk where I do what I do. And I love it. This is, this is authentic to who I am, how I operate, and, and I love my studio setup. If you ch- check out that, um, the video that I did, um, j- just one example of how I serve my podcasting A to Z students, it's that video from May 3rd on my YouTube channel. You'll see this video setup that I have here. But now my, my training space 
is completely open again. So I'm gonna bring out my tables, I'm gonna bring out my chairs, I'm gonna roll up the TV in the front of the space. We're gonna have some next level live in-person workshops here in the Next Level Studio. And I wanna let you know the dates. You can go ahead and write these down. June 16th and 17th is the very first one. And I plan on doing something that people have been begging me for for a very long time. And this is only going to be available right now and for uh, for a period of time, only available as a live in-person workshop. I really want the intimate community involvement here. It's going to be limited to 10 to 12 people here in my studio, not my studio, my studio is my office, it's the 12 by 14 area, but my big huge training area that is like right off of my studio, so literally you'll be, you'll be seeing my studio as you're sitting in the training space, but anyway, 10 to 12 people, it's going to be $1,000 per person, and the topic of the very first one on June 16th and 17th is going to be next level podcasting, it is going to be a next level podcasting workshop, it's going to be a day and a half. So on June 16th, which is a Friday, it will uh, be an all-day event. I encourage you to fly in on Thursday night uh, so that we can start on Friday morning. We will go all day. Uh, we'll have dinner together Friday night, myself and the 12 of you, 10 to 12 of you. And then uh, that evening, I'll make sure everybody has all the hotels. There's a plenty of very – the thing is, is it's northern Kentucky – just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, it's very affordable to stay at a hotel here. You know, it's not like staying in San Diego or New York City where it's two or three hundred dollars a night. Uh, it's it's much more affordable here in Northern Kentucky. But uh, you after dinner, you go back to your hotel. We'll come back the next morning, start up again, and we'll go until twelve o'clock in the afternoon. And then you can go ahead on Saturday. June 17th, you can book your flight back home. Uh, I would say no earlier than two o'clock. Um, I, I would say try to get yourself a flight that goes out at 2.30 or later, and that way we can have you out of here at 12 o'clock, uh, certainly help you get to the airport, which is only 15 minutes down the road, and it's going to be an incredible time. Again, um, if, if you want to actually be a part of the very first people who get to do a live event, something that has been on my vision board and a dream ever since I planned on building, building this house, you have the opportunity to be one of the very first people to come into the Next Level Studio for a live event $1,000 for a day and a half weekend workshop on next level podcasting, uh, taking your podcast to the next level. Head over to, actually, I don't have the website up yet. I don't have a sales page. This has all just come up in the last two days. I still need to work on that. Email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com and put um, next level live event. So there's the spend the day with Cliff is the $7,500 package. It's just me and you. But then there is the next level live event subject line. That one's for this June 16th and 17th event. Um, the first 10 to 12 people who tell me that they want to come to this, you will, if you get me before I even created a sales page, you guys will be guaranteed a position to be the first people to attend a live event here at the Next Level Studio. Anyway, so those are the things I wanted to share with you. I've got more going on, but my friends, I have in 13 minutes from now, my week one group coaching call for 
session number 30 of podcasting A to Z. So I have to head out of here. I hope to hear from you guys. And by the way, if you want, there, I do know that um, my friend from Sweden, he's he's my one-on-one coaching mentoring client. He's already told me, Cliff, he says, Cliff, I can't do the June one, but a future event, I, I have to talk to my significant other, but um, assuming everything goes well in that conversation, and I'm, he felt pretty confident it will, he plans on uh, spending the $1,000 to come for the day and a half event later this year at some point, and he also either the day before that or the day after that is going to pay the 7500 on top of that for a day with Cliff. So he'll either spend a day with Cliff and then do the day and a half event, or he'll do the day and a half event and then do the sp- spend the day with Cliff with me afterwards. And if you want to do that as well, I, I, again, I know some of you think it's like, who could do that? Trust me, there are people who could do that and they are excited about it. And if that's you, let me know. But if if you want to just come for the, the day and a half event, that's perfectly fine. $1,000, email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. And uh, with that being said, that's all I've got for right now. Actually, I have a lot more, but uh, it's all I have time to share right now. So until next week, my friends, where I will be bringing you my 500th episode of Podcast Answer Man slash The Cliff Ravenscraft Show, I wish you a blessed and wonderful week. And until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast Answer Man.